welcome to America Can We Talk. This is our Let's Talk More podcast series. And I love naming these series, Let's Talk More. And today's Let's Talk More podcast is going to be called The Trump Train Turnaround. Hi, this is Debbie George Addis. Thanks for listening to this. The America Can We Talk radio show last night on Sunday, August 21st, was just jam-packed full of really exciting and great stuff. And one thing I want to mention to you is we interviewed last night, we actually had a live and long interview with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And if you don't know that name, I'm going to suggest to you, you need to pay better attention to politics. He was on Donald Trump's very short list as a potential VP candidate. He also was the one who attended with Donald Trump, and I believe it was Chris Christie, the very first national security briefing that Donald Trump received last week. This is a stellar, stellar guest on, on our show, and really a stellar American. He has over 30 years of military experience, one of the most outspoken people saying we are doing a terrible job job in America of handling the threat of radical Islam. His new book, The Field of Fight, was fabulous, is fabulous. I've read it. You can get it on Amazon. I've downloaded it on my iPad. But anyway, he was great talking about what he sees in Donald Trump as a leader and as someone who will actually do a better job than by a landslide than our current administration. So that was a great interview. And I will direct you to that. It's on iTunes. And you could also see that interview uh, if you go to the America Can We Talk uh, Facebook, no, AmericaCanWeTalk.org website. We'll have up within a day or two of our shows. We always have our interviews up. So have that interview up as well as an interview with an author, Fox News uh, contributor, uh, frequently a guest on Fox and Friends named Pete Hegseth and his new book called In the Arena. He is like, uh, he is just a passionate, well-educated. He's Princeton undergrad and Harvard grad school, uh, John F. Kennedy School of Business. He left that. School of Government, excuse me, School of Government. He left that. He went and joined the Army. He served. He traveled. He served in Guantanamo, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Now he's back, and he's a Minnesota native, still lives there, and he's just an advocate for just the greatness of America. So we just had fabulous guests last night, but one thing that really gelled to me after the show, that this past two weeks is really the time America Americans who have been saying all along, well, I don't really, I don't ever want to have to vote for Hillary Clinton because I know she's dishonest. I don't trust her. I don't like her. I don't, I, she has a, you know, 20 plus year record of just scandal plagued involvement in America's politics, but they're not too sure about Donald Trump. That's who this broadcast today, this podcast is dedicated to, the never-Trumpers, the people who are a tiny bit worried, or maybe more than a tiny bit worried, that Donald Trump might not be quite ready for the presidency. Because I have to tell you, folks, if you listen to my show very often, America Can We Talk, you know that I've said that. And during the primaries, he wasn't my first choice. I was a Ted Cruz supporter. I like several other among the 17 Republican primary candidates. But here we are in August of 2016. And as I've been saying recently, on the day after Election Day this year, November 9th, 2016, the day after Election Day, we're either going to have President-elect Hillary Clinton or President-elect Donald Trump. And for all the people out there who are never Trumpers, who are waiting to feel comfortable just as I was, just as I was, I urge you, we're going to talk about today in this Trump train turnaround, we are going to talk about Donald Trump's newest, latest, not just his speeches, but the depth 
of his speeches, of his clarity, of the issues he's touching. He's talking about the issues that kind of keep people awake at night. You know, you may wonder, or you may think about who, you, what issues keep you awake at night, make you think, but for a lot of people, it's national security, protecting America from ISIS, stopping the, ISIS, the spread of ISIS, stopping the infiltration of ISIS into America at our borders, and in the groups of refugees we voluntarily bring in. You might be worried about the police, all the violence, the inner cities, the violence against America's police, uh, jobs and the economy, inner city violence, poverty, racial tension. I'm telling you, Donald Trump has had speeches in the last several weeks that have knocked it out of the park on all those subjects. And I have to tell you that I don't, you know, I'm just a 24-7 student of politics. I read incessantly. I don't watch TV too much. And so I haven't really, had not really watched these speeches live. But I've had several of my political friends say, you've got to tune in to what Donald Trump is saying now. And we're going to play several several clips from those speeches, talk about the difference between what he's saying, what he's advocating, and what Hillary Clinton is is saying and advocating, and frankly, what Hillary Clinton has done in her life. And make those contrasts, because you know what? There is no more excuse at this point to be a never-Trumper if you don't, if you know we can't have Hillary. If you know that, there is no other choice. You can say, well, I have three choices. Vote Hillary. I guess it's four choices. Vote Hillary. Vote Trump. Vote some third party. Throw my vote away, third party vote, or stay home. But three of those choices will give us Hillary Clinton as president. You're participating in electing her with three of those choices. The only vote that stops her is the vote for Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, these speeches, I mean, I, I can't tell you, uh, backing up to mention something that happened in the last election cycle. So in 2012, I used to lament during the, uh, the presidential campaign between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, I used to complain to my husband, why doesn't Romney say this? Why doesn't he make a speech about this? Why isn't he saying that? My husband would often say, you need to Google that. Actually, Romney did say that. He gave a speech last week. He talked about that. He made that point. He made that argument. And the point of my telling you this is the media is never going to report all the great stuff Donald Trump is saying. They're never going to report it. In fact, they are going to work hard to pick the clips they can contort, manipulate, so they can make Donald Trump sound uh, off base, out of line, not really on track. And that's what the media basically does in their reporting on Donald Trump. In fact, I'll tell you, I gave a speech on Saturday. I do these podcasts on Monday. I I gave a speech on Saturday. A big crowd, great great time, you know, had a good speech and great questions afterwards. I was driving home kind of pumped up and gosh, it was just a great speech and, and a lot of energy for Donald Trump. Trump and people coming on board uh, with the energy needed in this campaign for the Republicans to win. I came home, turned on one of the major news networks, uh, you know, that are you're just kind of 24-7 news. And within an hour, I was depressed because I'm realizing, and this was, I'll just say it was CNN. I'm just telling you, panel after panel, guest after guest, all taking the perspective, all speaking from the perspective, well, Don Trump is way down. He's probably already lost it. There's nothing that can be done. Do you think he could maybe rescue himself if he does X, Y, or Z? I mean, the media is trying to depress conservatives. They're trying to make you think there's no point in being involved in this fight in 2016 for the presidency. 
CNN lives in that world of trying to make you think it's all over and everything he says is wrong and everything Hillary's critics say is wrong and everything she says is just fine. But I'll tell you something else, but there are just many, many contrasts in the media. We're going to go on this hour and I'm going to hit some segments of uh, Donald Trump's speeches, but a couple other things about the way the media is trying to contort things. You'll see on many of the news sites, you'll see poll after poll says Hillary's ahead. You know, Donald's lost. It's over. He can't catch up. But I want to tell you, there are three polls recently, a Zogby poll, very, very prominent and often accurate pollster, a Rasmussen poll, and a USC LA Times poll, all in the last couple, in fact, in the last week, all saying that the difference between Trump and Clinton is within the margin of error. It's two-point difference in the margin of error. And so what that means usually when is the Democrat who is behind, the media will report, oh my gosh, we're practically tied, dead heat. But when it's the, the Democrat who's winning in these polls, all of a sudden the story is, you know, I, I mean, poll after poll, man, she's ahead, he'll never catch her. Folks, this race is not over. This race isn't close to over. The fat lady has not sung. The race isn't over. And it is a job of everyone who sees the evil that Hillary Clinton will be, is, and will bring to this country to get on board, to understand, at least be able to say, I've listened to Donald Trump's speeches. I know his positions. He's saying this. He's not saying that. And then get out there in social media, post it, wherever you're active on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. And when you're talking to your cousin in Ohio on the phone, tell her, you know, Donald Trump really isn't anything like Hillary Clinton claims. He actually is saying X, Y, and Z, and this, that, and that. I got to tell you, folks, this is a race for this Election cycle is a race in very in many important ways for America's future because of the Supreme Court justices who are up, who's, who are going to be appointed by the next president, because of the need to show a strong American presence fighting ISIS, fighting radical Islam. We need a fighter. We need someone who's strong in America. And you know, thing, if you're just worried about Hillary Clinton, I'll tell you, you know, there's polling for years now, polling on the question of, you know, what percentage of Americans are conservative and what percent are liberal? And still, this is a center-right country. This is a country where 38% of people identify themselves as conservative. And uh, what is the number? I can't find it quickly, but there are more conservatives. It's like 38 to 24. There are significantly more conservatives, a plurality of conservatives, rather than Democrats or liberals. So, folks, this is our election to win. This is Debbie Georgiatis and our Let's Talk More podcast series of America Can We Talk. And we come back, I'm going to tell you some amazing things Donald Trump has been saying. Don't go away. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. Hi, I'm Graham, inventor of the Sneak Guard. Our homes are full of adventure snoopers. They go through everything until they find something they like. Children, roommates, babysitters, teens, pets, you name it. Snoopers are everywhere. Sneak Guard is the world's first purpose-built locking vacuum storage container designed to protect snoopers from the unintended ingestion of medications and more. Safe, responsible storage. Available now at sneakguard.com. S-N-E-A-K-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in.
I'm a big believer in the power of we. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. The reality is, we're all in this together. It's time for you to raise your hand and make a difference. United we stand, united we serve. How will you raise your hand when they call your name? Are you with me? We weren't born to Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safe around pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. Owning your own business is one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do. But it certainly isn't easy. For nearly 50 years, business owners have been getting the help they need from SCORE. All for free. My SCORE mentor helped me take the first step. He helped me create a business plan and helped me implement it. SCORE mentors are passionate about sharing their expertise to help small businesses achieve success. I could not have done it alone. Whether you're a startup or an existing business, SCORE mentors can help you achieve your goals and help your business grow. With more than 12,000 volunteers with real-world business experience, SCORE is ready and willing to help make your dreams come true. SCORE helped me to make the unimaginable possible, all for free. Visit SCORE.org to get started today. SCORE, for the life of your business. My name is Ernesto Miranda with Walker Miranda Design Studio, Principal. We are a commercial and high-end residential interior design firm with architectural capabilities. We do anything from restaurants, multifamily, commercial office, and retail. A lot of design firms tend to have a signature look. We don't. We really take our clients' brands seriously. It's really important for us for our clients to have that signature look. That's what we create for them. For more information and a free consultation, visit us at walkermiranda.com. You can also reach us at 214-680-7202. We're asking folks about marriage. Marriage makes me think of sports. You know, teamwork, dedication. Okay, let's see what people say. Let's say your marriage is a sport. What sport would it be? Basketball. Surfing. You have to be a team sport. A lot of back and forth. A lot of people watching. So how many people are influenced by your marriage? Hundreds. You really think about the ripple effect. It's like a wave. (laughs) (laughs) Want to improve your marriage? For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Welcome back to Let's Talk More. This is Debbie Georgiatis, the host of America Can We Talk. By the way, our radio show, America Can We Talk, is once a week, Sunday evenings, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time. You can listen online if you're in North Texas on 660 a.m. 
If you're anywhere in America, listen to our radio show by going to my website, americacountytalk.org, and click on Listen Live. You can also find all of the podcasts of the past radio shows at theamericacountytalk.org, links to all the old shows, links to our interviews, our fabulous guests. So tune in, have some time at our website, and enjoy some time exploring our show. It's just a show dedicated to the idea that America is a precious precious, exceptional nation worthy of being protected, worthy of having today's generation of Americans hold on to the American-style liberty that's made us great. Okay, so but we're talking about the Donald Trump. We're in the middle of this campaign season of 2016. And one other, I was saying before the break how we have media just determined to make people feel like the race is over it's really a you know it's just hillary's won and you know donald trump is has been just too tarnished by hillary and by the media as someone unprepared or not ready or not qualified in some way and i'm telling you folks the donald trump campaign has turned a corner in the last couple weeks they have a, a new energy a new thought a new clarity a new seriousness and you are doing this country a disservice if you are concerned at all about the direction of the country that Hillary will continue taking us down, that Donald Trump has taken us down, I mean, excuse me, that Barack Obama has taken us down, take a few minutes to listen to some of the speeches Donald Trump gave recently. But one more point on the media bias. So there's all these reports out over the weekend about the idea that the Senate may actually fall, that the uh, majority that currently Republicans hold in the Senate uh, may be destroyed because of down-ballot damage by Donald Trump being at the top of the uh, ticket. And so there are all sorts of numbers and arguments about who can hold on to their seat and whether Republicans can hold on to their majority. And I, I could go through all those races and talk about the candidates, but I'll just say this. I won't do that, but I'll just say this. Real clear politics comes up with their electoral map for the presidential election. The categories of states they have are solid Trump, likely Trump, leans Trump, toss up, and the same thing, of course, on the Democrat side, solid Clinton, likely Clinton, leaning Clinton. In the category of leans Trump, so not, didn't even make the category of likely Trump or solid Trump, is the great state of Texas. I want you to let that sink in. Texas is as red as red is. The idea that Texas will be put in this, in this map trying to predict what will be the outcome of the Electoral College after the fall elections, when Texas is labeled as leans Trump, you're seeing another example of the media just deciding we're going to stop this guy. We're going to make conservatives, make Republicans unsettled, nervous, not really... Not just not on fire to vote. So in the okay, so I mentioned before I want to get to him now that Trump has made some fabulous speeches in the last few weeks. There was one was actually back in April, his foreign policy speech. I think that was at APAC, the American Israeli PAC. I think that's anyway, wherever it was, it was a fabulous, substantive, serious foreign policy speech, worthy of any conservative in this country. In the last few weeks, he's made an economic policy speech in Detroit on August 8th, a speech on terrorism August 15th, a speech on police, race relations, and making communities safe again in Wisconsin on August 16th, 
and a speech in Charlotte, North Carolina, essentially called or dealing with the idea of a new American future. And that was on August 18th in Charlotte. Folks, this is a new level of serious substance intensity, just everything that you've been clamoring for. Because my criticism of Trump used to be, I don't want a slogan slinger. He just slings slogans. And okay, they could be good slogans. I want substance. If you're one of those I want substance folks, Donald Trump has heard your cry. So we're going to turn to, I want to just play some of these links and talk about how he's differentiating himself from Hillary Clinton. So the first one is his speech on fighting terrorism. He gave a speech on fighting terrorism and talked about essentially what's been happening so far and where we're headed. And I'm going to ask Kevin here, who's going to play these links, to actually hit the, do the first two links under, under that fighting terrorism. All right. It's great to be with you this afternoon. And today, we begin a conversation about how to make America safe again. In the 20th century, the United States has defeated fascism, Nazism, and communism. Now, a different threat challenges our world. Radical Islamic terrorism. This summer, there's been an ISIS attack launched outside the war zones of the Middle East, hard to believe, every 84 hours. Here in America, we have seen one brutal attack after another. 13 were murdered and 38 wounded in the assault on Fort Hood. The Boston Marathon bombing wounded and maimed 264 people and ultimately left five dead, including two of our great police officers. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, five unarmed Marines, unbelievable people, by the way, were shot and killed at a military recruiting center. Last December, 14 innocent Americans were gunned down at an office party in San Bernardino. Another 22 were very gravely injured. In June, 49 Americans were executed at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Another 53 were badly injured. It was the worst mass shooting in our history, and the attack, by far the worst, on the LGBTQ community. And I'll tell you what, we can never, ever allow this to happen again. Okay, and then he goes on. Uh, the next little clip is, um, he, I think Kevin's going to hit it for us in a second here. Let's point out what he said. This is Donald Trump speaking on fighting terrorism, his speech of August 15th of this year is not fit to lead our country. The star of that clip, what he said was, anyone who can- Anyone who cannot condemn the hatred, oppression, and violence of radical Islam lacks the moral clarity to serve as our president. I want to segue off that and tell you, folks, this is a speech, you know, I, I do a lot of speech, uh, do a lot of speech giving uh, around Texas and actually around the country. And uh, Donald Trump just did a stellar job on terrorism, pointing out some really enormous 
and, and very consequential distinctions between how he speaks about terrorism, what he plans to do, and how the American left handles it. One of those basic points being we have Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama who have still not only hardly will ever say radical Islamic terrorism. They find all sorts of other convenient terms. They have a term for, uh, they call it violent extremism or workplace violence or some other term because they can't admit the truth that the violence around the world that we're all watching and cringing while we're watching is based on behavior derived from Islam. It's It's done in the name of Islam is done based on the teachings of Islam, is done by people who think they are entitled in this era to follow the Quran's teachings that tell them you must convert or kill infidels. That's what is taught in the Quran, and that's what these folks do. And I think he's, that Donald Trump has a great, great point where he's just saying, if you can't even say who the problem is, if you cannot even identify it, you're just, you're looking weak. You're looking weak to our enemies. You're looking weak to Islamic terrorists. We, they, we are so cowering in our boots, we won't even name who the problem is. And, you know, there's another thing, too. This whole thing we're watching happen in Europe, when and, uh, Donald Trump did go on his speech to mention the, the, you know, literally dozens of attacks in Europe, we all look over there and say, you know, we don't want that to happen here. We, I mean, we, we feel terrible, and we don't want it to happen anywhere, but we really don't want it to happen here. And one thing Donald Trump is doing is actually talking about an immigration policy that will deal with the reality that terrorists will infiltrate refugee groups. They've told us they will. They did it in Germany. German intelligence forces finally came out recently and said, hey, we've discovered all these refugees we brought in. We have a whole bunch of new ISIS members within the ranks of these refugees. Donald Trump is willing to talk truth and talk tough about the problems we face compared with someone who keeps saying she's so proud of how many more Islamic refugees she wants to bring to America. Donald Trump is talking about the issues that matter, folks, and he's saying strong and substantive things. I think we're near a break here, so we're going to have to go off to a break. This guy is going to tell me my time here in a second, but uh, we're going to come back after this break and talk a little more about what Donald Trump says about terrorism far stronger than anyone on the American left. Don't go away. destination for premium talk radio. Hi, my name is Gil Bonifaz, and I'm the owner-operator of Cafe Herrera at the Omni in downtown Dallas. As a fourth-generation restaurateur, we strive to bring you a new generation of Tex-Mex and to continue on the legacy that was started by my great-grandmother over 45 years ago. At Cafe Herrera, we're taking a modern approach towards Tex-Mex. From our sizzling fajita bar to our tequila craft cocktails, we strive to provide the best experience possible for all our diners and continue the legacy that was started over 45 years ago. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks, or catering, we'd love to see you out. Find us at CafeHerrera.com. What if you got rewarded for every good decision? What if your heart had a special way of letting you know it appreciates your healthy choices? Oh, I've got to get my family to eat more vegetables. Amazing! And instead of cooking with butter tonight, I think I'll saute our veggies with a heart-healthy oil. You're a genius! So really, would your food choices pay off in heart health? 
Did you know that when you replace bad fats with healthier fats, like those in canola or other vegetable oils, it can lower bad cholesterol levels. And that's good for your heart. Here's a winning idea. Take up the challenge for good health, because the you of the future will say, Fantastic! Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. real estate moves fast and technology needs to be able to keep up with it. If agents and home buyers aren't able to communicate in real time, opportunities can swiftly be missed. With Reallocator, the communication gap has finally been bridged. Hi, I'm David Mays, co-founder of Reallocator. I've been a real estate broker for the past 10 years and came from the frustration of buyers not being able to reach agents instantaneously. So that's what we created on demand. Potential buyers now have the ability to immediately connect with a nearby agent, making the home buying process quick, easy, and convenient. Reallocator is free to download. Just grab your smartphone, open the app, see available agents in your area, and connect instantaneously. Reallocator is also the perfect tool for any real estate professional. For real estate professionals, it's a lead generating monster because you know you could be at the office doing paperwork and you're going to be able to generate these leads in real time. Download your free version of Reallocator on the Apple iTunes Store today or visit the website at www.reallocator.com. I'm a third grade teacher. I'm a school bus driver. I am a parent. I am a teacher's aide. And I agree to be identified as a caring adult who pledges to help bullied students. I will listen carefully to all students who seek my help. And act on their behalf. To put an immediate stop to bullying. I will work with other caring adults to create a safe learning environment for all the students in my school. In my school. In my school. In my school. I'm Dennis Van Roekel, President of the National Education Association. Help us create safe, bully-free learning environments for all students. One caring adult can make all the difference. Be that adult and take the pledge at nea.org slash bullyfree. Adults have the power to stop bullying in our schools. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. Bully-free. It starts with me. Visit nea.org slash bullyfree. A message from the National Education Association. Hi, this is Jean Burke with College Prep Genius. Colleges go up on their rankings because of test scores. When your student has a great score, they can get free college. I am giving away my 15 secrets to free college. Go to my website, College prepgenius.com click on 15 secrets to free college and use the code radio you're going to learn the secret formula that colleges use to get you free college so again that's www.collegeprepgenius.com and welcome back to America Can We Talk this is our Let's Talk More podcast series I'm Debbie George Addis, your host on America Can We Talk. You know, I got to tell you that I was thinking on the break how a little bit what I was saying could sound like I'm, uh, you know, the cheerleading squad for Donald Trump. And if you listen to my show, America Can We Talk, you know that is not the case. I have been very happy to criticize a lot of what he said and done and his uh, demeanor, the things he says are so easily twisted. But I will say, folks, we're at a really serious time in this election season. It's getting near the end of August. The election is actually 11 weeks from tomorrow. 11 weeks. We have 11 weeks to get enough Americans to really tune in to what Donald Trump is saying instead of 
just listening to the media Hillary Clinton narrative, but really listen to what he's saying and make a decision based on what he says and not what they thinking maybe he will say or what he probably meant or what the media told you he meant. So I just really urge you, the things we're talking about, these Donald Trump speeches these last few weeks, it's kind of like he's gotten more serious in realizing that he has a job to, to let the American people hear his heart, see his vision, hear his plans, hear from him how he sees America and the world. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, from a former non-Trump supporter, I am actually getting excited about his presidency. So we're talking about his speech he gave on terrorism on August 15th. I'll play another clip. This is a little bit long to play. It's a couple minutes, but this is a staggering summary he made of the consequence of the Obama-Clinton foreign policy in this world. Go ahead, next clip. Okay, I want to make sure I got the right one here. This is uh, the one on economic policy? No, we're on fighting terrorism still. We're still on fighting terrorism? Yeah, fighting terrorism. That's got okay. it. okay, 647, yeah. Hard to keep up sometimes, <laughs> but you know, I do my best. You're doing great. is the direct result of policy decisions made by President Obama and Secretary of State Clinton. Let's look back at the Middle East at the very beginning of 2009, before the Obama-Clinton administration took over. Libya was stable. Syria was under control. Egypt was ruled by a secular president and an ally of the United States. Iraq was experiencing a reduction in violence. The group that would become what we now call ISIS was close to being extinguished. Iran was being choked off by economic sanctions. Fast forward to today. What we have, and think of this, and the decisions made by the Obama-Clinton group have been absolutely disastrous. Libya is in ruins. Our ambassador and three other really brave Americans are dead, and ISIS has gained a new base of operations. Syria is in the midst of a disastrous civil war. ISIS controls large portions of territory. A refugee crisis now threatens Europe and the United States. In Egypt, terrorists have gained a foothold in the Sinai Desert near the Suez Canal, one of the most essential waterways of the world. Iraq is in chaos, and ISIS is on the loose. ISIS has spread across the Middle East and into the West. In 2014, ISIS was operating in seven nations. They were in seven nations. Terrible, but that's what it was. Today, they're fully operational in 18 countries with aspiring branches in six more for a total of 24, and many believe that number is actually 28 to 30 countries. I got to tell you, folks, what Donald Trump is talking about, the picture he just painted for you, it is, I know that if you're an ardent Hillary Clinton supporter or an ardent Obama supporter, you're thinking, well, they're not responsible for, for every single bad actor in the world. They didn't create ISIS. They didn't. But I got to tell you what the point of what Donald Trump is saying, why it's so, so important. And again, if you want to go back, if you go back and listen to my interview last night in my radio show, America Can We Talk, with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, a 33-year-plus experienced Army intelligence guy who has been all over the
over the world at every scene you can imagine that America's been involved in. And he is advising Donald Trump and his campaign. What you've seen in the world since in the eight years that President Obama has been in office, and especially the last four years when Hillary Clinton is, she is, you know, either she should claim credit or blame for where we are as Secretary of State, we see a world enmeshed in just horrific Islamic conquest violence around the world. And it's because they, the Islamic ideology extremists, the radical Islamists, they see a completely weak America that will not stop them. And they're right to see that. As we said a moment ago, Trump points out, you can't even get Obama or Hillary to say who the enemy is. But far more important than that is the entire conduct of our foreign policy is one of weakness, one of not being willing to say that America is going to stand up for what's right, that we're going to crush the enemy. And I wish I had time to play all of the links that we, um, that we have ready from Donald Trump's speech. But one point he makes is that also a point that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn made in his new book, The Field of Fight, which is a great book. He talked about the idea, when you fight an ideological enemy like this, people who actually believe based on their religion, they are doing God's errand. They are acting as Allah would want them to act in killing innocent people for no reason at all. When you're fighting people like that, it's not enough to militarily crush them. That's just step one. Militarily crushing them is the beginning of conduct to get after them, to, to stop them. But on top of that, an imperative to actual victory is attack on their ideology. And this is where Donald Trump greatly breaks off from. He's completely different from the approach that this kind of tightrope walking approach that Obama and Hillary Clinton have engaged, where they try to say, Islam is a religion of peace. Never mind all those parts of the Quran that tell Muslims they should kill or convert infidels. It's a religion of peace. We have to speak gently. We can't take harsh action. We have to act like we're just, you know, we, we have to do this kind of surgical actions against our enemy. And there's a whole other facet I want to touch on in a second, with ha- with, which has to do with their willingness to tell the American people the truth. But one of the points Donald Trump makes in his speech, and the same point that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn made in his book and on my radio show last night, is the idea to crush an enemy like that, you must crush their ideology. We have to take a page from the book when America was fighting against communism. We knew it wasn't enough. It was pretty much a Cold War. Vietnam was a battle over communism, but mostly the crushing of communism in the world came because we not only became militarily more strong and they knew we could overwhelm them, that Russia knew we could, Soviet Union knew we could beat them, but because we crushed their ideology. We pointed out the evil of communism. We, we stopped the flow of money toward them. We used ideological arguments. We used m- mental arguments against the people embracing communism. We pointed out the misery communism has caused and the abundance that, and, and freedom and opportunity that free enterprise brings. We pointed this out. We, we had actual battles of ideas. We have to, in today's war against radical Islam, you can't fight it if you can't even point out that Islam is the problem, 
that the teachings of Islam is, are, is the problem. And so Donald Trump makes this point, it's not enough to have military victory. We need a crushing of the Islamic ideology as part of our tactics of warfare. We have to Take a page what we did in fighting communism. I'll tell you something else that, that Don Trump has acknowledged, Lieutenant Michael uh, Flynn acknowledged in his book, I mean, General Michael Flynn acknowledged in his book, um, which I've been talking about here, he made the point that in the last several years, CENTCOM, the Central Command Forces in America that are in charge of gathering data from the field of battle and preparing it in logical format and handing it to the president, they had... 50, 5 officers, people are on the ground in the various fields of battle and where America's involved around the world, sending in reports saying, here's how it's going. Here's what we're winning. Here's what we're not winning. Here's and so what these people have complained about was that what they wrote was being watered down. Frankly, the, the president was telling to cut to the chase. President Obama was lying, straight out lying to the American people that were winning this battle with ISIS because he was having CENTCOM manipulate the reports of people on the ground and lie in those reports and say, oh, everything's going really great. It's much better. Painting a false, rosy picture, ignoring the truth on the ground. And this is why we're in such a dangerous position right now, because this is how people like Obama and Clinton think. The whole battle was political. If they can convince America everything's going great, then no one's going to point out, hey, you know, we've got a huge problem on our hands. So the willingness to deal with the truth of the situation on the ground is something that General Michael Flynn is advocating and Donald Trump is advocating. And you want exactly that in the Oval Office starting next year. We cannot have people who lie to the American people and sugarcoat the danger we face. This is Debbie George and our Let's Talk More podcast series for America Can We Talk. Come on back after the break. RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. With all the crazy weather in Texas, you never know when Mother Nature might strike. There's hail, tornadoes, floods, fire, hurricanes, and so many more. When tragedy strikes, we all need someone to turn to. John Irwin is a licensed and bonded public insurance adjuster right here in DFW and has a stellar reputation as the guy you can count on for all your claim adjustment needs. John is the man you need when the unpredictable occurs. John can handle just about any weather damage you can think of and more. From hurricanes to water leaks, from lightning to vandalism, John Irwin can help. Don't wait. Give John a call today at 972-372-4990. That's 972-372-4990. Or visit us online at insurance911claimspecialist.com. That's insurance911claimspecialist.com. This is my car. I mean, it's nothing fancy, but it's nice. Nice. Gets me to work and to the mall, though it's kind of trash with all my stuff. Stuff. I swear there must be 30 CDs laying around in my workout bag. Oh, and my laptop. Laptop. Like I said, a mess, right? It's perfect. But it's perfect for me. Good gas mileage, and once it's paid off, all mine. All mine. Hey, want to go for a drive? Let me get my purse. Just be a second. Just takes a second. Where you are, they are. Last year in Texas, car thieves stole roughly 100,000 cars and trucks and burglarized thousands more. 
They look for anything of value inside, or if you left your keys or failed to lock the doors. When you leave your vehicle, hide your things, lock your car, and take your keys. Remember, you hold the key. Okay, I'm back, and my car? Where's my car? My car. My car. This warning from the Texas Auto Burglary and Theft Prevention Authority. Hi, I'm Jasmine Dodson, and I am an attorney with Dodson Legal Group. I manage the family law, civil litigation, and estate planning divisions of the firm. Five years ago, I ended up joining the practice because I really wanted to get involved with people and help them make the decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. We want to make our clients feel comfortable. We want to make them feel welcome. And we want them to understand that they can trust us with their case. Find us on the web at www.dodsonlegal.com. Give us a call at 469-317-3330. Me, I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at QuitterInYou.org. Hi, my name is Gil Bonifaz, and I'm the owner-operator of Cafe Herrera at the Omni in downtown Dallas. As a fourth-generation restaurateur, we strive to bring you a new generation of Tex-Mex and to continue on the legacy that was started by my great-grandmother over 45 years ago. At Cafe Herrera, we're taking a modern approach towards Tex-Mex. From our sizzling fajita bar to our tequila craft cocktails, we strive to provide the best experience possible for all our diners and continue the legacy that was started over 45 years ago. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks, or catering, we'd love to see you out. Find us at CafeHerrera.com. And welcome back to the Let's Talk More podcast series. This is Debbie Georgiatis. My radio show is called America Can We Talk? And this podcast series is my unbelievably happy opportunity on the Monday after my Sunday show to wrap up some points I couldn't get in in the two hours we had in the radio show. I would love if you tune into America Can We Talk at Sunday nights, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time, and it is uh, in Texas. It's live on air at 6.60 a.m. The Answer. Um, and if you're not in North Texas, you can go online anywhere in the world and go on to americacanwetalk.org and click on Listen Live and hear our show. It's just a, it's just a, a great show talking about the issues facing America, always from the perspective of, you know, I say it's a political show, but it's not really ever from the perspective of defending Republicans versus Democrats. It's about defending the ideas that keep America safe, strong, stable, great, and prosperous. I want America to be just as great and even greater for the generations to come. So we've been talking in this uh, podcast about this election season, and we're down to the wire. We have 11 weeks from tomorrow, we'll have the presidential election. And for a lot of people who don't like Hillary Clinton, for the nearly 70% of Americans who think she's dishonest and don't like her, uh, they have people, you know, people are thinking, but I, I, I'm starting to buy in. The media has been telling me that Donald Trump is dangerous or he doesn't, he's not ready. He's not the right guy. I am telling you folks, you've got to start listening to what he's actually saying. 
and stop listening to what the media says he's saying. In fact, I started that hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag Trump the media. Stop letting the media contort things. Well, I'm gonna, there's much more in his terrorism speech. Great stuff. But I want to turn and talk about a speech he gave um, in Wisconsin. And it was a pretty profound speech where he talks about, this was shortly after the Milwaukee riots, and he, uh, which are still really not settled as of today, but he talked about what's happening in America's communities, and I want to just let you pl- I want to play a little bit of what he had to say, and then talk about the bravery he's showing, even raising his issues. So, Kevin, it's uh, at 410. Those peddling the narrative of cops as a racist force in our society, a narrative supported with a nod by my opponent, shared directly in the responsibility for the unrest in Milwaukee and many other places within our country. They have fostered the dangerous anti-police atmosphere in America and all throughout America. Every time we rush to judgment with false facts and narratives, whether in Ferguson or in Baltimore, and foment further unrest. We do a direct disservice to poor African-American residents who are hurt by the high crime in their community. Okay, I, I have to just say, this is the stuff, you know, and my, my friends who early on supported Donald Trump would say, he's saying things nobody else is saying. I'm like, yeah, half of them I like and half I don't. But folks, this statement and the one you're about to hear in a moment, what you're hearing is a man really willing to step out there and talk about issues that are tender, that are tough, that everyone in this country knows the media will pounce the moment a conservative dares to talk about inner city violence, to talk about issues that have racial overtones, to talk about issues that impact inner city African-Americans and the poverty and the crime. There has been an unspoken rule, an edict from the left or from the media, only they get to talk about the problems in the problems of crime in the, in the inner city. Only they get to talk about the solutions. Anything a Republican says is just instantly jumped on, and he didn't stop there. Here's his next thing he had to say, really poignant. One violent protester there are a hundred moms and dads and kids on the same city block who just want to be able to sleep safely at night. They want safety. My opponent, Hillary, would rather protect the offender than the victim. Big problem in our society. Hillary Clinton backed policies are responsible for the problems in the inner cities today. And a vote for her is a vote for another generation of poverty, high crime, and lost opportunities. I got to tell you, folks, if you heard what he just said, you should be sitting up at attention and thinking about the unbelievable, I mean, bravery isn't even the right word, the vast majority of Republicans even those who are represent, if they're elected officials, represent areas, including inner cities, that have extremely challenging crime problems. The vast majority of Republicans tiptoe around. They're a little bit concerned. They maybe shouldn't say this. Maybe some won't like it. And he is saying things. Folks, these are important, important things he's saying. Not only is he pointing out rightly that it is 
racist of the Democrat Party to assume that all of the high crime inner city disasters, that the solution is always to sympathize with the offenders instead of protecting the victims, because that's what Democrat policy does. It's always about the offender, the wrongdoer, the criminal is never really at fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's some big corporation's fault or insurance company's fault or a rich guy's fault or white people's fault. They never want to deal with the reality that it's actually the conduct of the offender and their solutions never take into account the needs of the vast majority of African-Americans who are law-abiding and they want safety just like everybody else. This was stellar, he said this. On top of that, what Donald Trump is pointing out is that the reason the inner cities have multi-generational poverty is directly because of the policies that Hillary Clinton and her Democrat Party for 40 years or more have embraced and supported. I can't play all that speech, but it was stellar. He talked about how it is the liberals' education policy that will not allow school choice, will not permit the, will not end the stranglehold of the teachers' unions on the public inner city schools so that kids there never have a chance to get a better opportunity for education, never have a chance to get a better life. They're stuck in those inner city and the poor schools where the poverty, where there's crime, where there's drugs, this high dropout rate. Those, those, the whole, all the indicia of suffering of these precious Americans living in the inner cities, all of that, all the facets that we're talking about, they all are a direct result of liberal policies. And Donald Trump is saying so. Folks, if he can continue to do things like this, I'm telling you, and he spoke at some, I don't know if it was this speech or another one, where he said, you know, I really, I want to, I want to, to uh, reach out to and ask for the support of African-American voters around this country. I'm not quoting, I don't know what the exact quote was, but that's what he was saying. And, you know, that was immediately met with on all these liberal talk shows and TV shows like CNN, who pretends to be, you know, moderate and centrist. They're just, they're left wing, you know, propaganda machines. That kind of invitation by Donald Trump to African-Americans to say, come join us. We're the party of solutions. We want, to, we want to provide better schools and better opportunity is met with eye rolling and disdain and snark. And I got to tell you, folks, Donald Trump should keep it up because what he's saying here, these are answers that conservative policies have had for decades, but we've never had a candidate saying them so well, saying them so profoundly. Okay, I don't know if I have time here. We have a 30s. No, we don't. We don't have time. How much time we have here, Kevin? Uh, we have about a minute and a half. A minute and a half? Okay. I need like a time warp machine. <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody go back send, a little bit. send in one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, seriously, I wanted to play clips. I just don't have time to do that. I want to play clips from another speech that Donald Trump gave. It was economic policy, and he gave that in Detroit in, on August 8th. It was unbelievably stellar. I mean, he actually talks about the economic policies that have truly hurt the poor, that have kept the generations of Americans in poverty, and they all come from the Democrats. I mean, folks, this is like, you know, the voting by the inner city to continue to vote for Democrat leaders, which they have, you know, the the 10, as you probably know, the 10 poorest cities in America, their one common denominator is they've had Democrat leadership for generations for decades democrat policies create poverty the right 
American ideas that are embraced by the conservative side that want opportunity, better education, better opportunity, better economic opportunity, and job creation can only come from the freedom that's embraced by the Republican side. So, folks, I got to tell you, we're out of time here, but I encourage you to listen to these speeches. They'll be up on the America Can We Talk Facebook page. Read them, listen to them, get on board with Donald Trump, because you know what, folks? The election will be here, and we can't have Hillary. One more time, this is Debbie George Addis, and America Can We Talk. Let's talk more. RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio. With all the crazy weather in Texas, you never know when Mother Nature might strike. There's hail, tornadoes, floods, fire, hurricanes, and so many more. When tragedy strikes, we all need someone to turn to. John Irwin is a licensed and bonded public insurance adjuster right here in DFW and has a stellar reputation as the guy you can count on for all your claim adjustment needs. John is the man you need when the unpredictable occurs. John can handle just about any weather damage you can think of and more. From hurricanes to water leaks, from lightning to vandalism, John Irwin can help. Don't wait. Give John a call today at 972-372-4990. That's 972-372-4990. Or visit us online at insurance911claimspecialist.com. That's insurance911claimspecialist.com. Home foreclosure can be a nightmare. A couple of missed house payments, and before you know it, your house is being sold right from underneath you. You don't know where you or your family are going to live, or even where you are going to spend the night. If you don't think it can happen to you or anyone you know, think again. You don't have to face this alone. There is a new government-sponsored program that may help you keep your home. Nonprofit certified counselors from the National Foundation for Credit Counseling are available to work with you and can help you deal with your lender. And this service is completely free. The sooner you call, the better your options. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. This nightmare does not have to happen to you. That number again, 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. Hi, I'm Emily Larson. I'm the director of the International Positive Education Network. We are trying to accomplish teaching students the skills that they need to flourish inside and outside the classroom. I always like to say that we are preparing students for the tests of life, not just a life of tests. For more information, visit www.ipen-festival.com. Follow us on Twitter at posednet and Facebook at Positive Education Network. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason, a national nonprofit dedicated to cleaning the homes of women battling cancer. We recently partnered with Ford Warriors in Pink to help provide more good days to women fighting breast cancer. Ford has been active in the fight against cancer since 1993 and are dedicated to helping those touched by this devastating disease through actions that support, inspire, and empower patients, survivors, and co-survivors throughout their journey. This year, Cleaning for a Reason and Ford Warriors in Pink 
we'll provide 500 additional house cleanings to women battling breast cancer. To find out how you can help or receive this gift, just go to cleaningforareason.org or warriorsinpink.ford.com. You ignore the signs, so you enable. You don't want to alienate your child, so you enable. But if you think they're trying drugs, you shouldn't be afraid. You're the parent. So you are able. And we can help. So you are able. Get help at drugfree.org. Partnership for a Drug-Free America Texas Alliance. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.